Welcome to Time Out for Anesthesia. In these episodes, you'll hear a variety of experts discuss data, analytics, and strategies that can help you modernize and empower your anesthesia practice. We want this podcast to really benefit you, so if you have any questions or a specific topic you'd like Time Out to discuss, you can email us at timeout at grapheumhealth.com. Enjoy the episode. Hey, everybody. My name is David Henderson. I'm one of the producers of Time Out and glad to introduce myself to you. I'm usually on the other side of the wall, Um, but wanted to reach out, first of all, and say thank you so much. We've had such an amazing reception to Time Out so far. And as we move forward from here, you're going to start hearing from a bigger variety of speakers. You're still going to hear the awesome content that you've begun to get from Dr. Zavaleta. Uh, But we're going to start incorporating some more voices from across the spectrum of anesthesia, experts in technology, experts in medicine itself, um, billing experts, even accountants, people who can really help you kind of maximize your business, the way you think about your data and analytics. Um, We really want to be a great source for you to benefit from. So keep watching our content. Keep your questions coming. If you ever have anything you'd like for us to talk about or even someone you'd like for us to interview, uh, totally great. Um, And you can always send all of those requests to timeout at grapheumhealth.com. Great to meet you. Enjoy the episode. Why, why is data important? What data is important? Um, and I think once you can answer that question and appreciate the value of data, um, you'll be able to communicate much more effectively with hospital administration, with certification bodies. Um, you'll be able to interact in a more functional way around the, with with the people around you once you understand the value of data. So I think historically, you know, we're, we're trained as anesthesiologists to um, focus on patient outcomes. Um, and traditionally, culturally, we have, uh, are, we focus success and we define um, quality, you know, our quality as how well do our patients do and our patient lives. Um, I mean, really when they, you know, we achieved CPR and we gave the right, right amount of blood and the patient survived, you know, this horrific, um, you know, trauma case or, um, that that's how we typically emotionally define success and in, in how we practice is, you know, I saved the patient's life. Um, and, um, everyone's the better for it. And and that's the end of my day. And unfortunately that kind of framing and focus on just your patient's outcome leaves a lot of value on the table and, and it undercuts undersells, um, from an administrator's perspective of what we, uh, of of what our potential could be, if that makes sense. We need good outcomes. There's no doubt about that. We need to save the patient. That is always the primary objective. The reality though is if you look at complications, they're incredibly rare, Um, you know, on the tunes of, you know, one or two, three per thousand 
um, you know, I'm talking about major complications for thousands of cases. I mean, an anesthesia is just very safe. And so when I say we're leaving value on the table, I'm saying it's important to pat ourselves on the back that we had these good outcomes, that we did a good job in the OR. Um, but that's not what counts, so to speak, anymore. I mean, it's the priority. Yes, I mean, it's, it's, it's a conundrum. And but um, if all you're doing is going to work and loading the boxes and doing a fantastic job of loading those boxes, um, the administration just starts to expect that. That's the standard. Um, boxes are going to get loaded. And so then the focus instead becomes, how do, we, how do we do that better? How do we load the boxes better? How are we more cost conscious? How are we more efficient? Um, how do we measure um, our outcomes beyond just survivability or uh, morbidities? Um, what what does that look like? And suddenly you end up in the administrator's world of um, what keeps a hospital's doors open? Um, what does profitability look like? What does certification look like? What is um, human resource management look like uh, to make us um, ultimately successful in saving a patient's life. And so that's what I mean when you leave that value on the table. If, if you're just focused on the patient outcome, then you overlook all of the other pain points that an entire administration staff is focused on doing every day. And I think too often we um, have um, an unhelpful view of administrative staff and saying that, you know, they don't know what we do and, you know, there's a disconnect. And sometimes that's true. It's my experience most of the time, it's not, um, that uh, the reality is we don't understand what they do and we don't understand the challenges they have, the responsibilities that they have, um, what they're being held accountable for. Um, and it can lead to a dysfunctional relationship in one sense, uh, if you flip that on its head, it also leaves a wonderful opportunity um, for anesthesiologists to partner with those hospital administrators um, in a way that makes their lives easier. And you do that, again, it's always a priority to, you know, to, to do the best for the patient and to have good outcomes, but you partner with that hospital administrator when you can understand the value of data. And what I mean by saying the value of data is enabling them to understand how the process works. <clears throat> so um, a lot of reports that just come to mind of like, what kind of data? Well, if you can tell them what their on-time first, you know, first, first case on-time start rate is, how many minutes they're being delayed, which surgeons cases are responsible for those delays. If you can give them any insight from a case-by-case -case basis so that they can aggregate those across a certain time frame then they can start to hone in on how do we improve this process because that's their job is we know that we're the hospital is saying we we have an inefficiency there where we can't start our cases on time what is it that we need to change what behavior do we need to change what process do we need to change that's their task and so if we just focus on i need patients you know to survive their anesthetic um we're leaving that value on the table of how do we partner with that hospital administrator to understand which cases are delayed. And it's not, um, I need to be careful. It, it's, it's not an opinion based question, right? So they're not asking you for an editorial. They're not asking us for an editorial. They're not asking us for our emotional, you know, conclusions of, well, cases are delayed because of X, Y. That's not what they're asking for. They're asking for data. And the data is you show me for each case, 
what the scheduled start time was, what the actual start time was, and the reason for that case's specific delay. And it could be one or multiple reasons. And then over time, we will let the data speak for itself. I mean, that's that's just one example of where data, you know, is important. Um, I think that um, going down that rabbit hole of what kind of data, um, there's there's dozens of different data points that are of value to different players in a very complex ecosystem. And efficiency and on-time starts is just one of them. Um, the um, other ones that, that come to mind highlight the fact that we don't appreciate, as anesthesiologists, we don't appreciate the richness and the value of the data we're sitting on. Because again, we don't have this, this, this perspective of, you know, why is data important? We just want to have good outcomes and then go home. Um, but once you start to realize the value of the data, something as simple as start and stop times, mapping it through a process that is a very expensive process for, for both an income and an expense you know, standpoint, um, those stop and start uh, timestamps are incredibly valuable to the administrators who are responsible for getting all the pieces you know, available on any given day. So um, when you can look at a heat map and understand <clears throat> every 30 minutes over a 24 hour period across the month, how many anesthetizing locations are we running? What does seven o'clock look like? What does three o'clock look like? What does five o'clock look like? Um, how's the overnight call service looking? When you can actually get objective data and it comes directly from the anesthesia chart, it can, if you have the right setup. If, if you, can, you can look and drill into exactly what your human resource is to say, well, if I'm contracted to run seven ORs um, up until three o'clock, and then at three o'clock it drops down, you know, to to seven ORs or eight, you know, six ORs, whatever it might be. Um, am I paying for enough ORs? Am I paying enough staff? Do I have enough equipment? Um, how many? You know, how much of that extra? Uh, bandwidth is actually being used, right? Because that, that's that's where your efficiency comes into play. And we, we see all the time that uh, facilities are overpaying for the amount of, um, you know, services and bandwidth that they're actually using. And, and they end up, they end up opening up new ORs that start at 730 that don't go, you know, for the full seven or eight hours out of the day, because that's what the surgeon wants. And so the hospital is trying to manage the surgeon's desires to be the first to cut and then to go to clinic, um, along with their um, HR balance with, well, we have to pay these people, you know, full time. And so do we open up more rooms or are we correctly using the rooms that we have already paid for? And so a question like that is very complicated. And um, it just so happens, coincidentally for us, that anesthesia is sitting on this mountain of data on their forms. And if we can... Um, you know, leverage that information in the right way, then we can suddenly start to you know, provide things like location utilization heat maps so that uh, hospital administrators know exactly the type of resource that they are needing to use every day. And so the anesthesiologist, unfortunately, doesn't, I don't think, frequently consider the value of the data that they're sitting on they are appropriately concerned with their primary focus, which is patient safety. I get that. Um, but what I'm saying is, if you can look 
if you, if you can look in addition to the patient safety, um, you'll recognize that um, we're sitting on a treasure trove of data. We just don't typically leverage it correctly. And um, instead, hospital administrators label us as just a black box. A black box, by the way, full of opinions um, on how things could or should be better, uh, but that's not how decisions should be made. That's not how they're typically made. Um, they, there's, there's much more bang for your buck, if you will, if you make data-driven decisions. And so it's incumbent upon us to show that data or to adopt technologies that allow us to leverage the data we're already collecting in a way that's uh, mutually beneficial. Um, when I say mutually, I mean, yes, it, it helps the hospital administrator. Um, but if you think you're just doing the hospital administrator's job, uh, consider that you can, that data has uh, plenty of value for your billing team. And um, you will benefit um, as an anesthesiologist with better data management in the quality reports that you send to CMS and the macro bonus that you uh, very clearly could participate in. Um, and then you could uh, streamline your, your billing team's efficiencies. Um, they have entire staff that are dedicated just to, you know, manually entering in the data that you've already entered into your form. And so why is there that duplication? Um, what ways can we use technology to interface with existing electronic health records to improve our billing, um, not only efficiencies, but outcomes as well. So, you know, um, increase the number of claims that we uh, get that we would have missed if we were on paper, um, get cleaner claims. So we reduce our, our rejection rates um, and get our money you know, sooner, um, increase the quality of, you know, the actual service provided on the given claim so that, you know, there's, um, we're, we're truly making all of the money that we deserve for a given case. So there's, there's a lot of, uh, of value, if you will, if you can reframe. I don't want to say reframe because, again, that, that seems to de-emphasize our primary goal, which is patient safety, and that will always be the primary goal, but it can't be the only goal. And we have to think beyond that. And um, in our perspective, the data we sit on is, is just so unique to any other medical specialty because we're sitting on such an expensive cost center that is you know, central to that cost center is, is a process, that perioperative process and patient experience of the pre-op, intra-op, and post-op. How do they march through that? Where are the inefficiencies? Um, and we have all of that data um, on all of our documentation. So we just need to leverage it in ways that make sense to the hospital. Mm -hmm.